2: Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR. We sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. We got the squad here to talk about a 3-1 Avalanche win over the Dallas Stars in preseason. You got two goals from Archery Lekkanen, an empty netter from Evan Rodriguez. Um, It was still a preseason game, but it was better. There were a reasonable number of starters in the lineup. You got to watch the actual Avalanche defense for the most part. Good. Yes? I'd reasonable is a perfect word. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, you, you still struggled with a parade to the penalty box off of some, let's call them light calls. Uh, <laughs> it, Preseason for everybody. Yeah. Still certainly preseason to say the least, but
0: as, as confirmed by official friend of the show, Tim, <laughs> Heel, <laughs> yes. uh, you will see AHL refs in NHL games in the preseason uh, who will not then get on the regular season slate. So yeah, everyone's working out the kinks a little bit. Definitely. Definitely
2: still not quite the real thing. I, we'll get into you know the people we actually care about in the preseason in a little bit. But first, what do we think about the actual Av starters? Certainly seemed a little bit sloppy at first, but you know, they figured it out pretty quick.
1: Yep. It didn't feel like a hundred percent effort from everyone, but it still looked like there was a comfortability there that separated them from some of the young hopefuls that we've been watching for a while and demonstrated why. The regular full time NHLers, the regular full time NHLers.
0: I sent that That's... tweet about Kale McCarr. Yeah. <laughs> 15 seconds into his first shift. I was like, oh, thank God. Woo. <laughs> all right. All right. Forgot for a second. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it was just, it was, it was much better to watch. Uh, yeah, you saw NHL talent out there.
2: Yep. It, uh, you'll be shocked to know. When they put their defense out and on the roster, their penalty kills kind of fine. <laughs> Crazy, right? You wouldn't believe it. You but, never, never guess. Um, uh, I, Frankie I had- yeah, Frankie played great. First of all, yeah, no, literally zero complaints about that dude tonight. First star. Yep.
1: First star.
2: Uh, and then I, I don't know. Are, are you guys taking anything at all from the goals scored in this game? Two goals from Lucky, you had an assist from Miko, and assist from Evan Rodriguez. Erod gets the empty net goal. Do we care about these things at all?
3: Uh, outside of, like, the
0: context of what they are.
3: They made fine plays to get those goals. Yeah, cool.
1: I like okay. to see Lucky on the top power play unit. You know, it's something we've been seeing previewed in practice, and has looked like it holds promise so it's a hopefully a preview of things to come because he's likely going to be there
0: yeah and look we talked about it with the Nechushkin deal and the Lekinen deal you're paying them for the production that you got at the end of the season in the playoffs uh so for Lekinen to put a couple on a guy like Jake Ottinger who everyone thinks is going to have a big season again you can only do you only play the game in front of you and so far, so good for that contract after one preseason game. You think <laughs> uh, you think ends on the top power play unit to start the year with
3: next Lanier. to next to
2: So on. you're running what Mac Miko Nuke Lecky with Kale. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's what they've yeah. been doing. Yeah, pretty consistently in practice. So I'd venture to bet that's how they'll run it. Because that PP two holds promise too with Newhook and some combination of three defensemen and either Erod or Comfort. it's unusual. But I really like Newhook there, kind of driving that second unit.
2: Yeah. I, well, what I think they want to see out of Newhook on that second PP is kind of the Burakovsky role, right? It, we've pretty well established JT Comfer is not going to be the guy who gets you zone entries on a power play. He's never been particularly good at it in his tenure with the Avs. So if Newhook can fill that role on your second power play, sure, it makes sense to put
0: Lucky on the top. Yeah, uh, so he uh, fills in fills in fine in the interim. I think he probably slots in best on PP two, but time being, good to go. Yeah, it
2: obviously under complete health, Landy's in the lineup, and yeah, significantly, significantly.
3: Yeah. That'll be interesting when uh whenever he gets healthy if the rest of the guys are healthy if they just move him around. I was just I was just curious what you guys thought. Feels like the obvious route to me, but
2: you never know. Yep. I'm sure we'll see it shuffled around plenty across the year. I wouldn't worry too much about that. Someone will get opportunities at every every chance there. So good for that. Uh other notes of the main roster guys. Sam Gerard seems like he's He's ready to be himself again.
0: Yep. I thought he looked good. thought he was moving well. You worry with an injury like that, are they going to be afraid to take the contact or are they going to be a little bit you know, afraid to be themselves? And I think you just yeah, said it best. He looks like he's ready to be himself, making plays. Um, I like to skate tonight. <laughs> I thought he <laughs> looked better tonight than he did in a bunch of regular season games last year. So yep, um, gotta be got to be happy to see that.
2: Josh Manson, a little bit of a wild man tonight. (laughs) Let it fly for for a preseason game, especially. Um, Yeah, you know,
0: he's
2: he's an interesting talking point just generally, right? Because the question is, what version of Josh Manson are you going to see across an 82-game season in Colorado?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: I think you certainly got a good look at that tonight. Uh, You get to see a little bit of the aggression with him trying to make some plays (laughs) with the puck. And then you see a little bit of the ha 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 on the back end with him trying to do too much with the puck. So pretty typical Josh Manson experience, I think.
1: I think he's oh, no. still something into the creativity he's allowed in this D system to play around in the Ozone a lot more than he was accustomed to. And I still think he's adjusting to it and then missing some days in camp. You know, he didn't hit the ground running in the same way as others, but I thought he also looked comfortable playing tonight. He's still discovering some things about his own game, but I I think that'll work itself out through some regular games in the season.
2: Tonight did feel a little bit of him being like, all right, where's the upper limit to this that (laughs) I can get away with? (laughs) But we'll see. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, you know, that's most of the boring stuff of the game. Obviously, the more interesting conversation for this preseason game is, of course, the guys playing for roster spots or you know, at least opportunity in the starting lineup. <sighs> Had pretty much everyone in competition on the forward side in this hockey game. Bleed, Sedlac, Kaut, Bowers, Myers.
3: I'll let you guys hash this all out, but for me, they were all shitty.
0: It was just funny <laughs> how many of them took penalties and yeah. did like obvious yeah. stuff where it's just like, oh, Oh god! Not what you want to do in a game like this.
1: Yeah, we're, we're not going to make it easy on any of you to talk about
2: here. <laughs> were any of them great? No. Were any of them good? Uh, maybe you could make a case for Myers and Kaut. Uh, and we'll. Talk I don't about know that. I
3: have no idea how you make a case for Ben Myers. I thought he was just gutter trash in this game.
2: I so uh, I thought he had really good moments he also had basement tier moments um and and the problem is you'd like comparing relatively to everyone else like you said i thought bleed was awful i thought sedlak was maybe the worst of the bunch tonight dude what was that
3: i mean at least anton bleed is like not noticeable right like lucas sedlak is making like huge like glaring defensive zone errors Literally standing high in the zone and watching as the guy he's supposed to be covering just breaks into the zone. Not 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 following him, not doing anything about it. Literally stopped, turned around and watched it happen. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I know you're new to the system, but this is not how you make a case to make a roster. This is how you make a case for. I have no idea what I'm doing here. I need to go to the AHL for a month and figure out how to play hockey in this organization, and then we'll we'll see. I was – what in the world was that from Lucas Sedlak? What in the world? That is not what I expect out of a guy who has his his experience, a guy trying to come back from the KHL and win an, uh, an NHL job. I – what was that? And that's why I have full confidence he makes the roster. <laughs>
2: It do be like that sometimes. Dude,
3: he can fly, man. He's a really good skater, but holy lordy, some of the mental errors that he has made, wow, blew me away. And I, uh, I, I, Anton Bleed, I think, is so far removed from useful yep. um, that this isn't even like, I don't even have like a favorite that I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally biased towards this guy. I thought they were all bad. Sorry, um, I'll let you guys do this. Yeah. I, I,
2: I'll
0: let you guys have this out. Three-minute rant. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, you could, you could. I, I, was, I was like, oh, why are you going to let us talk about
2: it? Uh, yeah, take it away, Megan.
1: I think, to that the conversation we're having about said back or bleed right now is my frustration, too, with how some of this has played out is because a lot of why we expect it to be some combination of one or the other, if not both, said that can bleed is because of their NHL experience and this comfortability and reliability that is perceived to be there because of that experience under their belt. But as we see in games like tonight, it actually doesn't mean much. And those same mental lapses are ones that I would also expect a young prospect to have. But the difference is a young prospect could have it on an NHL stage and learn from those mistakes. Whereas, you know, I would really just hate to see it from a player that's supposed to have those NHL games under his belt for a reason. Uh, because, you know, Bednar said that he liked Bowers' camp, but he talked about what he needs to see from Bowers is an established role in the top six with the Eagles this upcoming season and to become a role player. And that all but confirms that he is going to be a Colorado Eagle to start this season. I don't think anyone here expected that to play out any differently, but it is interesting to have it all but confirmed in this media availability from the other day. Like, these are just preseason games to give Bowers an extended look, but... My expectation was not that Bowers was going to see this thing through to an opening night lineup spot. And that's why it just points to a said lack of bleed even more as a result. The Count Myers conversation is interesting and I think we've danced around where waivers play into how this might play out. Um, because I don't think they've soured on Myers, but he has not acclimated the same way that he did at the end of last year. But I still think he has carried more favor. I think they see more upside and responsibility in Myers than they do count that's just my personal opinion and for that reason I still think that Myers is going to get a look um, and is being eyed to be in the Avs lineup at some point this upcoming season but I don't know that he starts the year either as a Colorado Avalanche I think because Myers um, is waiver exempt he might he might start in Loveland
2: I want to get to the Myers conversation but let's go to Bowers first in a world where Bowers was going to make the roster, getting beat in the back door and taking a penalty seems like a, a death knell to to add that opportunity <laughs> to me. Thought he recovered well, um, but
3: you just can't take a penalty. Like
0: I'm, I'm with you. I, I swear to God, I was actually like, "Oh, he got caught! Oh, wow! Oh, like yeah, it was. <laughs> it was like, oh, ah." So, uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I won't
1: even you. entertain it. Even if it hadn't happened, he still wouldn't be getting a spot, and I, so I won't even allow this to bring me down.
2: It's fair. <laughs> it wasn't well, making you know, it anyway.
1: I,
0: I, I'm, I'm a big Shane Bowers guy. We've been talking about Shane Bowers for how many years now. You want to see him do that because he has so much upside. We've pointed out time and time again. He does when he, what he does well is a lot of the things the abs do well. So you just, you want to see him when he gets those opportunities, not make those mistakes. I, I didn't think he was horrific outside of that play. I guess my
2: question for that answer that Bednar had would be, how does he play top six minutes for the Eagles and also learn how to be a role player from playing in the top? Six. I guess I'm confused. This is a question I've been asking Craig Billington for a decade.
1: I look at, too, how they used him when he was in middle-bottom six, and he was getting time on PP2, and I don't even think he really was seized on the PK, if at all, just if memory serves correctly. And that is something it looks like they're priming him for, at least this preseason in camp, is getting him looks on the PK to get him more reliable defensively. But it just feels like this is a little too late to be getting Bowers primed for that. And this should have been happening well before this camp. From
2: day one.
0: <laughs> well, I-, I was going to say, look, I-, I think the idea behind all of this is, and we've said it a couple of times, go learn the system. Go learn what every guy should be doing, regardless of what your role is within our system, in terms of forechecking, hard on the puck, playing with speed, uh, you know, getting in lanes on defense, backchecking, you know, whatever it is they feel like, where you're missing on the system and that can be taught getting you more minutes in the AHL. And then obviously even if you're playing a little bit of a different role, I think the idea is can you get the systems down and then come up and fill whatever role you need. And that to me, I honestly think is where the difference has been in the guys that come up from the Eagles and stick versus the guys like Bowers who haven't even gotten a shot count who, you know, up and down. And again, you just go back into the past. You have to look at the couple of guys who have done it. It was Alex Newhook, who definitely was not in the third line checking role with the Eagles, came up, settled into his role here. Logan O'Connor scored, put up a good amount of points in the AHL with the Eagles, came up to the NHL, definitely not his role, definitely not his thing. But they they bought into the systems and they were able to settle into their roles. And so that's what you're looking for when you're sending them down saying, cool, go play all the minutes here, but then come up and, Copy and paste all those things that you've done well. To me, th- this is—I I- just—I don't see Bleed or sedlack making this roster. I just don't think they'll do that. To me, those are two easy waiver guys. You know, you'll pass through. They can be there as a call-up if you need if you need them. I think it's—I think it's Count and Myers. I think the plan coming out of last season was Myers. He showed well in those whatever it was five games. They were like, "Cool, go get in a good summer of training. You'll come to camp. You'll be comfortable." You'll be able to jump right in. And to everyone's point, I just don't think he's done it to the level that anyone thought he would after what we saw out of him at the end of last season, coming out of, you know, the NCAA tournament, right into some pretty intense games near the end of the season. So I I think Megan points out the one thing that, yeah, we, we do need to factor in is the, the waiver wire here. I honestly think Martin Cout gets the first 10 games. I think I, will, I think Kaut will end up getting the first 10 games because if you're gonna pass him through waivers, he's gone. He is like there's no way he's not gonna get claimed. There's just no way.
2: I, I want to believe you and we'll talk about it. but well, if you want to go see Martin Cout or Ben Myers in person, game time has he covered? You get tickets to all of the major Colorado sports from them, up to sixty percent off. Use the link down in the description to go over there. Send, we'll send them your way. Helps us out a little bit on the side too. So appreciate you if you use the link. And obviously, it's just great to use their app all the time because they have the best prices in town when it comes to tickets. Like uh, we've been saying, ABS tickets not cheap anymore. Broncos tickets haven't been cheap forever. Uh, nuggets Any tickets. of our lifetime. Yeah, right. Nuggets chi- tickets, not going to be cheap this year either with everyone healthy there. AJ has thoughts about the Nuggets pregame. Pre-season game, <laughs> I'm gonna sure. Be cheap this year but, either with everyone healthy there. Yeah, there you go. There's the yeah, link right there in the, the, the description game. of the <laughs> video. Game. I'm not sure. This year but, either with everyone you got to mute that shit, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, go to GameCap. Get yourself oh,
0: having a stroke.
2: the best tickets around. <laughs> uh, we're also brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the Hoot Nanny, just five days away, October 8th and 9th, over at the farmhouse. You can go over there and have a fantastic time to kind of not really kick off the season. It's actually the 32nd birthday of Breck Brew, but we can call it the start of the regular season. It's fine. Uh, you go to breckbrew.com to get more info and tickets today. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. First of all, Jesse, I disagree. I will be shocked if one of Bleed or Sedlak is not on the roster. They might not be in the starting lineup, but I'll be shocked if one of them is not on
0: the roster. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. Betting territory is is Also contingent on if Darren Helm... Is able to go night one because if he's not, you're going to need multiple pe- players to plug in. And at that point, whoever they're taking is the second guy, all bets are off on that. But sure, if Helm's good to go. I, I just I-, I think it'll be Martin Kaut. You give him 10 games, say, Show me anything at this level that says we need to keep you here. And if he doesn't, well, then you're probably gonna be able to send him back down to the AHL and no one's gonna grab him. And that'll give you a month to let Ben Myers go down and do exactly what we were just saying. Cool. Go be, go be like the big dog, big dog on campus down there, score some goals, hit some guys, get used to the systems, get used to being a pro every single day. Uh, And I think that's, that's how it goes. That's how it'll end up going. I just think they liked Myers too much at the end of last season to not give him an extended look at some point relatively early on. I,
3: We'll agree. I don't think Ben Myers is going to the HL. I I don't think any of this matters about how poor he's played. I think I actually agree too. I just, I really just think that like he's played poorly enough that it like opened the door for us to have this I, conversation. But really, realistically, you they, they could just scratch him for a week or two weeks or whatever and then throw him into some games and see how he does with a full lineup in a reduced role because what we think of as their fourth line with Cogliano, Helm, and O'Connor is going to 100% be their third line. Uh, With maybe maybe Comfer in the middle and one of those guys, and because he's coming off injury, Helm might be like an actual fourth-line guy to start the year, but it'd be next to a guy like Ben Myers. So so uh, he's...
2: When I take my biases away, and I've looked at how the Avalanche have done things for my entire life, the move that makes sense here is Ben Myers probably is the 12th, unless he really plays his way out of it. And then one of Bleeder say back to me, that's just what the abs have done every year. They take the vet, they play him, unless someone proves it. Otherwise, regardless of how the vet plays, it has to be someone else that proves enough to take that spot from them. And I really would like that not to be the case, but I don't run the team. So I don't get to make those decisions. Um, and the part that I think makes it interesting about Myers is yes, he's played poorly, but more specifically, we've seen pretty consistent rhetoric from Bednar. What does he want to see out of the young guys? Consistency. He wants to be able to play those guys and not have to worry about them on the bottom line that they're going to have a terrible night. And Ben Myers has been anything
0: but consistent. So you guys don't feel like the waiver thing with Cout is going to factor in at all?
3: I don't know that. I've said before, I wonder how much that changes their math. Um, And I think that the fact that there are three to five teams that are really, really not taking this year very seriously uh, increases the likelihood of this. But how many times have we had conversations about AHL guys getting claimed and they never do? Um, I've laid out my case for why I think Kaut has a chance to be different. (laughs) <laughs> um, but ultimately, uh, it really, it would not be a huge surprise to me if he passed through waivers cleanly and reported to the Eagles. There are a lot of Martin Kaut type of guys in a lot of organizations around the league. And, uh, that's also a good reason. It's also it's also a good explanation for why they would have a hard time finding the prospect swap that we've talked about. Right. So you know, some of that happens. You know, Jonas Johansson getting claimed—that's the second time in the last calendar year that's
2: happened. Specifically, so, that guy, yeah,
3: are- um, <laughs> yeah. Goalie goalie depth charts are also a lot shorter, um, so those guys get those guys get claimed more than anybody else out there. Like, there's always a couple of goalie waiver claims every year. Um, with cow Cal- with with count, it's like whatever. Um, I'm, you know, he, I, for my money, he's done enough to get an opening night. Look, I, I think Anton bleed is the easiest of these Anton bleed. Jason Magna gone, uh, Shane Bowers gone. Uh, those guys hit waivers. Don't worry about it. Go down there, do whatever we'll revisit. Uh, I think Sedlak is a guy that I've liked a lot of the individual tools and things that I've seen out of him. But it's like I for the my biggest problem with Lucas said, like is he does not appear to have any concept of how to be an Av. Like he just he looks completely uncomfortable systems wise, and a month with the Eagles where they run the same basic uh, outline of a system could do that guy wonders. And so I'm like, for me, gone. Uh and now we're talking, you know, now we're talking Martin Cow, Ben Myers. Look, man, Ben depending on what they want to do with Darren Helm uh, opening night, is he healthy? If he's not healthy, do they want to just roll McDermott into that spot and not bother carrying the extra guy? Do they put Darren Helm on IR for a week and then they can, then they can cleanly carry both of these guys on the roster. Like however they want to do it, man, however they, however they're, they prioritize it, whatever. Uh, but I, for me, I, I, I think Kout's done enough. Uh, I, again, I don't think any of these guys played particularly well tonight. Um, but I, I think Coutts done enough. And Ben Myers was a guy that he signed with you for a reason. You're placing faith in that guy, no matter what, you're going to yeah. play that guy. He's going to be in the <laughs> NHL. He's going to have to prove he's in, he's a bum in the NA, at the NHL level for you to really want to move on from him. And if in the very, what I think would be a very surprising event that he goes down, I don't think it'll be for very long. Uh, But you never know. I mean, the fact that it worked so well with Alex Newhook last year might give them confidence that a little jolt to the system could wake him up and be like, hey, wake the fuck up. So, you know, that's it could easily be. That's the case, too. Like what's what's weird is, is that this year, if we ignored Avalanche history, I think this is a really easy convert conversation but because rudo is right we've been doing this for how long we've been watching this we've been having these conversations about these borderline guys every year and it's almost always the established vet guy that gets that gets that spot it's just how it's just how uh, it's just how it goes and whatever and that's fine
0: i'm going to push back a little and you guys can help me Fill in some of these gaps here because some of these guys i do like when you go back through it the issue has always been we have felt like they haven't gotten enough runway but like there have been a handful of guys throughout the year who have made opening night rosters and then just to be immediately sent back down a few days later <clears throat> that's why i'm saying i wouldn't necessarily be surprised if count makes the opening night roster it's great, he plays two games, looks good, and then they immediately send him down or something. I just, I feel like we've seen them do that more often than we've seen them not give an opportunity. I, it,
2: it, I feel like that happens only in the case of injury. So, like you said, if Darren Helm is not ready, I 100% think we could see that. Yeah. But I'd be a little surprised if it's just the one spot, if it gets ran like that.
3: Yeah, well, keep in mind that opening night is not just opening night. They play it back-to-back, so whoever they keep, they're probably keeping for the first two. Yeah. Uh, there's not likely. I, I think it would be a pretty weird thing for them to just swap some of these guys out the next day uh, <laughs> because they're going to have to get on in the plane to the to Calgary immediately, immediately. after the game. Yeah. Uh, so, you know.
2: Megan, you've been awfully quiet about Martin Cowd over there. <laughs>
1: I don't know.
3: <sighs> you can make you can make a sound logical argument for every single angle of this.
1: No, absolutely. And so, like something I, I've wondered too is, helm status actually plays a huge role in this. And it sounds like they're targeting some time frame around opening night, but it doesn't sound like it's set on opening night. And so, for that reason, I could see them not feeling a desperate need to have Helm play come opening night. And I wonder if there's any strategy involved too in having Martin Cowell start up with the team for a couple of games um, and orchestrating a prospect swap after a lot of what we're about to see hit the waiver wires. Like if it happens at a future date, maybe there's more time for the Avalanche to orchestrate something that would benefit both parties. If if Cout didn't demonstrate what they needed to see from him in a few games up with the NHL club to start the season, maybe there's some strategy in buying some time that way.
2: It's, it's kind of an interesting situation when you look at Kout's situation because if he does start in the NHL and doesn't look good, it's more likely he gets through waivers. If he starts in the NHL and looks good, it's less likely that he gets through waivers. But then also, you could start having a conversation about maybe he does have a little bit of value to some of these teams.
3: Well, and if he starts in the NHL and he looks good,
2: then also just keep you him, just, <laughs> just play him. <laughs> also an option. You know, I don't think
1: they're going to do any of these things. I don't know what they're going to do, but it's not.
2: I, I, I'm convinced that on Friday night. We will see Martin Cout's name come across the the getting cut wire He's He's tomorrow.
1: Gonna go wire. He's gonna go.
0: They're, fine. They're gonna make cuts tonight. So what? We think it's Bowers.
3: Yep. Bowers, Magna, and Bleed are the three that I think are gone right away.
0: Anybody feel different?
2: No. I I maybe Bleed hangs around. I think Bowers and Magna for sure.
3: Yeah. If it's not Bleed, I could see a um,
0: McDonald going pretty easily. Too. Mm.
1: Mm.
0: Yep. Uh, Megan, anybody different? No. Nope. And then what? Do you think... <clears throat> yeah, they probably have a couple of those guys play the last
2: preseason game too, right? Because Helm won't play. Cagliano probably won't play. You have a couple of spots to fill down there with a yeah. guy like Kautz at Black by bon, Myers. Yeah.
3: We'll see about... We'll see how Winnachushkin's status is on Wednesday.
2: Yep. So there are the forward spots to fill there. Well, look, you never know. The abs could do something surprising, but I've done this pod for the third year running now. And, and I know how this ends. (laughs) Well,
3: and it's not, it's not like that's the the depth of our familiarity with the same story. We've been doing, we've been, we've been covering this part of this for a long time Yep. as quote unquote prospect guys. Yep. Uh, We know how this goes, man. This is a, this is a tale as old as time with the abs. And I I, 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 mean, I, say with the abs because it's an abs pod, but this is a very normal NHL thing.
2: Oh, totally. all every team does it do to this. an extent. Yeah. Yeah. All teams, all teams do this. So, uh, Well, if you get cut enough times, you can leave hockey and go play for the American Raptors. If you didn't know. The American Raptors are a rugby team that collects players from the top end of other sports and try to convert them to rugby. They play over at Infinity Park in Glendale. Uh, It's a super great time to go out to, in part because it's totally free to go to a game. So just going to Infinity Park is awesome in and of itself. But they also play pretty cool rugby, considering that they're a pretty decent team. And it's the same building that the men and women's 15 teams practice in. So you can also see literally the best rugby in the country. Uh, Highly recommend it. Go to AmericanRaptors.com today to get your tickets. And if you're a diehard rugby fan, you can stream it there. Go follow our DNBR rugby account on Twitter. Colton Strickler is amazing. He has all the coverage in the world of everything rugby, which I like. I'm so glad that I cover a league a mega cat cam going on right now.
3: Yeah, I'm not giggling through his read for no reason. Poor <laughs> yeah, audio yeah. listeners have no idea.
0: <laughs> Keep going.
2: <laughs> Go over, follow Colton Strickler. <laughs> I'm I'm really happy that I cover a league where it's like, okay, there's the NHL and there's the AHL. Those are the leagues I cover. Yeah. And I know some stuff about other leagues, but it, I don't really need to know that much other than like certain players. With, rugby, with rugby, Colton Strickler is like, I have to cover 17 leagues. Yeah, with different, you know, with
3: different formats too. Yeah, but.
2: there's like Rugby Union. There's the Australian one. I, there's so many. I don't even know. Uh, anyway, go follow the DNVR Rugby account. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Megan, who's making the team?
1: Have if you're second. if you're
2: picking, who's making yeah. the team?
0: Great answer.
1: Um, Lucas Sedlock. Okay.
0: Is that if you're picking, you... yeah. If you're picking, that's who you're putting on the team? Oh. That's who you think the ABS will put on the team?
1: That's who I think the Avs will pick. Yeah, okay. nope, who are you, you said it. Yeah. Take it to
0: Twitter. Official.
1: <laughs> Make <Megan> it <laughs> angry. Yeah.
0: Sedlak fan
1: account.
3: Yeah. Prospect mom on Adopts <laughs> Prospects.
0: Is <laughs> highest on.
2: So Sedlak is the expectation. What's the dream?
1: Who would I... Uh... Myers.
2: Okay. A realistic dream, I think.
1: I think it's still realistic. Yeah.
0: That's the highest upside, in my opinion.
2: Probably true, but I think people are overrating his upside. Nothing I against don't. the guy. I just don't think he's a second line player.
0: Nobody said that, but you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Ben <laughs> okay. Myers. Second is,
1: line player. There are
3: some dudes that work for NHL teams that feel that way.
0: I meant on this show, but no. all right, cool. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wouldn't uh, yeah. wouldn't be the first time I was wrong. It wouldn't be the first time NHL dudes were wrong. So
0: we'll see. <laughs> it's got to happen true. to one of you on this one. Yep. <laughs> uh, and, and look, it, I, we should yeah.
2: provide some context here that okay. while we are getting into the nitty gritty of this lineup, You shouldn't care about this much more than Jesse's cat cares about him recording a podcast right now on the whole. The Colorado Colorado Avalanche forwards one through 11 are still
0: an extremely good hockey team. Yeah. And again, and again, the thing we keep pointing out here, or we we need to keep pointing out here. Once Gabe Landeskog comes back forwards, one through 12 are established NHLers.
3: Yeah, and it's just the question of who's hurt at the time that he comes back because right. you know how it always goes, man. Right. But it is it is funny that we spend so much time on this at the beginning of the year. Two months later, it may not. None of these guys may matter.
2: Okay, That's so Anton Bleed because six well, minutes tonight. Keep, but... in,
3: keep in keep in mind that Nicholas Abe Kubel wasn't in the organization last year. True played 60 some odd games, 50 some odd games for the organization and then a bunch of playoff games. like guy was part of everything. he was a consistent lineup guy uh, and you know wasn't even in the organization a month into the season. so uh, this is this is one of the most aggressive organizations claiming
2: dudes from other teams. Yep, they've, so, they've been one of the most active on the waiver wire. And, for sure. and honestly,
3: like some of the defensemen that have been going on the wire, I've been sitting here like, that guy would be a fine 7th guy. That guy would be a fine 7th guy. That guy would be a fine 7th guy. I just keep waiting for a defenseman claim, because I think that's really where they need... They, that would make a lot more sense.
2: A, a solid 7th would feel fine.
3: Putting putting uh, McDermott is... Uh, putting him in position to be the 8th D or uh the thirteenth fourteenth forward somewhere in there so oh
2: god that's patrick nemis music not that they wave you. him but <laughs> i i wouldn't do it but i'm just saying there's some familiarity there holy crap yeah 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 just ban that man please
1: what do you think that's about
2: <laughs> don't know but he's banned
0: I appreciate Lord, that all those were different lengths. Whoever that person was was actually going through the trouble. To really
2: type. set the time in to, to troll. Yeah, really put the effort in.
0: Right, right, right. Uh, putting in the work.
2: <laughs> putting in the man hours.
3: No idea what that was about. It was weird.
0: It's a dumb emoji. He yeah. didn't
2: even say anything, did he? Yeah. He just started spamming the emoji? Yeah. All right. Uh, anyway. I... I'm ready for the regular season to start. I know people are excited for the last preseason game. McKinnon will play, blah, 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 blah. The preseason. We didn't too talk long, about the game man.
3: tonight. Like we, we had a post game pod, we, we really didn't talk about it.
2: We were like it's two to one. And I
3: I like Devin Rodriguez. I thought he was sick. I
2: I gave Mico you Rantanen, this opportunity at the start of the show and you went, eh.
3: Bro, eh. Miko Rantanen drives me insane. He's so good and does so many silly things.
0: Right.
3: Um, so it, he drives me nuts.
0: Uh, I really, I really liked Evan Rodriguez tonight. Uh, I thought new hook looked fast. Um, uh, yeah, I mean I, like preseason games, like they're not even really games. They're just like really well coordinated scrimmages. So like the result is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's it's just so hard to get excited about regular nhlers in these games because even you look at alex newhook tonight who's playing on the second line and you you genuinely have no idea what the quality of competition he's going up against at that point the dallas team without jason robertson it's a dallas team with half their lineup in ben and sagan were in on the top line but the rest of that lineup is a little all over the place. It's just so, so hard to take anything from that from a guy that has already established himself in the NHL. Damn. Anyway. This dude is persistent.
1: Yeah, he's going hard. I think has looked good as well. And I think having him play as regularly as he has in preseason games has helped him to get adjusted to the abs' pace and it's paying off, and it's showing. In a game like tonight where he's surrounded by a little bit more of the talent that he will be playing with through the regular season, it definitely showcased his talents even more than we've seen.
2: Well, and specifically, you mentioned the Avs' pace. The pace they play at, you just have to know the systems. You can't. There isn't time to be like, okay, I've got the puck. Let me think about what to do. It's, it's already got to be going to where it needs to be.
3: It really, really shows with a guy like said like struggles with it. Yeah. Where you're just like, you gotta know what you're doing because he'll he keeps passing pucks to nobody at the point, defensively, totally turn styling himself. Um just it, it's it's interesting to see as a contrast. There's a dude here who's brand new to it and is struggling to pick it up. And then you you do see a guy like Newark who spent a year in it. Uh you do see a guy like Rodriguez who's brand new in it and is like Oh, skate fast, hit people, make plays with puck. Got it. Like, <laughs> seems to seems to have those aspects of it down.
2: It really boiled uh, that system down to, uh, and, to the and, fine details. And and
3: <laughs> new hook, new hook looks really comfortable doing those things right now. And I think that that's pretty exciting because I'm like those were two NHL teams on the ice tonight, and I liked what what knew he had to do. Uh, one really bad whoopsie, uh, trying to leave the zone. Yeah, that's got to you don't love those, but, you know, you're going to have growing pains. Um, Also, he's human. There are also just going to be mistakes. Uh, I will be curious to see how New Hook actually looks when he slides in to a proper job behind Nathan McKinnon against a team that cares about marking Nathan McKinnon. Actually, puts the top D on like
2: that guy. Yeah. yeah,
3: and see what New Hook looks like with Oops. with talent around him in, in the role that we think he's going to settle into. I'm I am excited to see
2: some of that. Yeah, uh, it should be fun. We do have a bunch of season previews coming up starting tomorrow. It starts with the divisions, but we'll also be getting into Avalanche player previews. So moron guys like Erod, Newhook, all of them. Uh, so be sure to keep it tuned to the uh, DNVR Avalanche YouTube. You can like the video. That helps us a ton. Subscribe to the channel if you want to see more of our stuff. Any any final thoughts? Is there anything else you guys really wanted to touch on in this game?
1: I thought Frankie had such a good game. He,
2: yeah, he did.
1: Was
2: he was absolutely excellent. Bailed the O's out multiple times.
3: It was an unironic first star that I awarded him at the top of the show. He was awesome.
2: Yep. Yeah, no, he was great. No complaints. Also, it, I know we've talked about this with, like, McCarr and stuff, but watching Devon Taves just break <laughs> up passes at will is like, okay, yeah. It's hard to score on this team.
3: I, I do want to say, Mason Marchman, calm the fuck down, bro.
1: <laughs> you just signed
3: a four-year deal. You are good, all right? You're you're going to be on the team, my man. You're You've got a spot locked up. You don't need to be agitating in a preseason game. I've I've said this a few other places, but I could totally get it if he's fighting for a spot on the team and he was a borderline guy and you're like, ah oh, man, that's how he's gonna that's his road to the NHL or whatever. Dude, you are the ink hasn't even dried on your four year contract yet. Okay? You're good. You're on the you're on the squad. Just tone it down, dude. Tone it down. Otherwise I will be all for Curtis McDermott punching you in the fucking face. And I just volunteered Curtis for for that. Sorry, Kurt. But, like, dude, tone it down, man. It is preseason. Oh, my goodness. This is not necessary.
2: Yeah, it's not even, like, game one or two of the preseason where you have a bunch of kids in the lineup. This is, like, game five. This is mostly NHL lineups, bro. Yeah. Like. Like, dude,
3: you're good. Like, this is how he got to the NHL, so this is who he is, and I get that. I completely understand that. But if you can't flip it off for a preseason game, you might actually have a problem here. <laughs> like, seek seek out a sports therapist, you psycho. Just tone it down in a preseason game. Good lord. But that's uh-huh. just me being a millennial. I'm soft. I understand.
2: <laughs> what What is it? A self-indulged millennial? Is that what you have in your profile?
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, hold on. Narcissistic millennial, mad with power. There
2: it is. Okay. Power. Yeah. <laughs>
3: That's good. What fucking power, by the way?
2: <laughs> AJ secretly running societies behind the Dude. scenes.
1: <laughs> Seriously.
2: Okay. On that note, we're gonna wrap up the show. We will be back live tomorrow. Hopefully, there are some cuts to talk about. But if not, we'll be doing a show on you know everything else. Avalanche. Maybe uh, lean into some of our division prediction previews things like that so we appreciate all y'all hanging out with us for this post game show yeah every all right this is your chance right now everyone spam that emoji i'll allow it (laughs) right now (laughs) and the show get us out of here yeah thank you